Oh, hallelujah. Where's the church? Where did it go? Where, anybody see it lately? Uh, I, 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 I kind of lost it. I don't know where the church is. If, it, if the church was being the church, would we have all this going on today? Hmm, interesting question, huh? If we had the church being the church. That's what we're looking at. Where's the church? And we've looked at that the church is called to harvest. Well, that makes sense. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, Jesus said. And so we're asking right now that you dedicate yourself to go into the harvest, to get the souls into the kingdom of God. We need people into the kingdom of God. Time is going short. Jesus is coming back soon, and we're looking forward to, to going and spending time with him. But before that, we have a harvest out there. Then, how do I go about doing that? Well, the church is called to power. The church has to have the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to go into the harvest. Without it, we would come short of what God wants. Now, we might be able to come up with a program and a strategy and try to figure it out how to reach some people. But when you got the power of the Holy Spirit directing you at all times, it's always going to work out completely. It's going to be perfect. And you don't have to sweat trying to figure out what to do. He's going to let you know what to do, and He's going to give you the power to do it. So the church needs to know that it needs power to go out to the harvest. Now, with all of that said, then we're going to look at three aspects of the mission of the church. The healing mission, the physical mission, and the prayer mission. Today we're looking at healing. Anyone need healing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, usually when we think about healing, we think about physical healing. That's true. We think about um, mental, emotional problems. Yes, that's true. we got all kinds of situations going on in our life. Maybe it's a family healing we need. Uh, whatever the problem is, Jesus can solve it. So we're looking at healing mission. We're looking at, first of all, in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. We're going to read that and then go from there and see about the healing mission of the church. Now, Peter and John went together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, 
walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and then they knew that it was he who sat begging arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were all filled with wonder and amazement at the, what had happened to him. Well, the church is to be in the healing ministry. It's just not to go by and just say, okay, well, you know, we're going to do this, that, and the other. But the church is, be, is to be in the healing ministry. Sometimes I wonder if the, if the church is not uh, too busy doing something else. And we're too busy, uh, you know, we, we, we don't see people who need the healing. And we got to realize that that's, Jesus came to bring healing. He went to the cross to bring healing. We have to have people healed. I don't know about you, but it certainly is a lot easier to go out into the harvest if I'm healed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because if I'm flat on my back in the bed sick, uh, it's hard for me to go out into the harvest. But Jesus wants us well, not for our benefit that we can go off and do what I want to, like I go to the beach all the time, <laughs> but uh, to be able to go out and to witness about Jesus and what He has done in my life, then to help all the people to come to know Him as well. So, it, it all started in its fullness when Jesus came to the earth. Turn over to uh, Acts chapter 10. We, you, you know me. We're going to look at some Scripture. I, can't get, I just let the Scripture say what the Scripture is going to say. Uh, I don't know what else to say but what God says. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, how he anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with power, who went about doing good and healing some of them. No, healing who? All. I like that word, because <laughs> that includes me, includes you. Healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So God... The Father has anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power to do good upon the face of the earth to heal all people. Amen. That's His ministry. That, if you, you look at the Gospels and you see all kinds of healing taking place, all people being set free from all kinds of demons, and and oh, he 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 would go off to pray, and Jesus would come back, and something would happen. Because he, he said he'd get his instructions, I'm sure. That's what my theory is. Get his instructions as to what to do. And when he got back, it would be there. Father said, okay, now here's, here's a person that needs healing. <laughs> you just look at that. When he goes off to pray, look at that in the Scriptures. And immediately afterwards, something took place. Hallelujah. So Jesus had healing. Well, now, you know, Jesus could uh, really... You know, probably heal everybody. You know, he's the son of God, and uh, he could go along and make sure everyone's healed. But you know, uh, he wanted uh, people with him. He wanted uh, to be able to train somebody else to do the same ministry that he would be doing. So he decided he was going to gather up twelve disciples and to teach them and to 
and show them exactly what to do. Over in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, basically he's, he's saying to them, he, he called his 12 disciples to him, and he said, uh, listen, I give you power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. He said, now listen, you see me do it. That's what I'm thinking. Now you go. Now, you know, it's, it's almost like being, and when I was in seminary, uh, you get classroom uh, teaching, but then there's practical ways of applying that teaching into the world. And that's what Jesus was doing. He said, listen, I've taught you. Now I'm going to give you some uh, uh, field work. <laughs> I'm going to send you out in the field. Now you do it. Uh, and we'll see how you, how you come about. You know, I'm going to give you the power necessary, and you're going to go out and heal the sick. Then in verse 3, uh, well, no, not in verse 3, but I'm, uh, in verse 6, uh, it said, Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You see, it's important to know that he's initiating the kingdom of God. Now, my logical brain says that in the kingdom of God, there's no sickness. Hmm. So therefore, I'm going to preach the kingdom of God to get people to come live in the kingdom. I was talking to somebody other day on the phone, and they were all concerned about what's going on in the world and, and all this. And I said, listen, whoa. Uh, that doesn't bother me at all. And they said, how come? And I said, because I'm a citizen of the kingdom. I'm living in the kingdom. And I may be in the world, but I'm not of it. Therefore, the world cannot affect me because I'm in the kingdom. I've got a kingdom mindset. And when I walk in the kingdom mindset... I'm walking in His healing. Mm. I'm walking in His health. So this COVID-19 stuff, that's for the world. It's not for the kingdom of God. So He's saying, I want you to preach the kingdom. And when you do, I want you to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, uh, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. I've been teaching you. Now go do it. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine them uh, for the first time? Yeah, I've seen you do it, Jesus. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, right. Uh, you want us to do the same thing you've been doing? Uh, <clears throat> right. Okay. Well, he told them, go do it. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. So they were sent out. Now, after that, in Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, starting with verse 1, he got some more to go out and do the same thing. He got 70 of them. I mean, it's increasing. Let me get over there. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. And these things, the Lord, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So he was sending them out, then he would go there. 
So, verse 3. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Well, uh, when you go out there, uh, watch out. The devil's out there too. And he's going to try to stop you from doing what I called you to do. Well, his disciples... Okay, we have uh, verse 9 now. And he told them to heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Same thing he told the disciples. Now he's telling these 70, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God has come upon you. For you see, the kingdom of God is where our health is. That's my... uh, Health insurance. Yeah, that's right. The kingdom of God is my health insurance. Yeah, I have uh, health insurance. I have uh, all this stuff that you have there, but I don't pay anything per month. No, I don't need to. It's, it's, it's free. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just the kingdom of God is my health. And he's exactly what I need every single day. So we had Jesus now. He went and healed the sick. We had the 12. They went and healed the sick. We have these 70. They went and healed the sick. Well, what about the church? Well, Mark chapter Mark chapter 16. We have uh, the church being commissioned to do the same thing that Jesus did, the same thing that disciples did, and the same thing that these 70 did. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Uh, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Now that's key right there. The key is my part is to believe. Do I believe that when I go, I can be exactly like Jesus? I can be exactly like the 12 disciples? I can be exactly like the 70 and heal the sick? I must believe that. Because you see, Jesus wants everyone to go and to present healing. So I've got to believe in my name in the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick that they might recover. Now, that's not what mine says. They will recover. They will recover. Now, I picture this as Uh, someone going into the hospital and they're going to have an operation. And they have an operation to fix what's on the inside of them and repair them and restore them to to the good health that they need. Now, where do they go after they had an operation? Uh, yeah, Yeah, that's right. Recovery room. You go to recover. So, when I go lay hands on someone, guess what they do? They receive 
and they end up being in the recovery room being fully healed, getting back to where they should be in the first place. So healing may take a period of time. A miracle, well, that's what everybody wants, you know, right now. That's where this world is. Like I, mean, I wanted yesterday. If we had this computerized world today and we get everything instant right now, at least if you got the right computer, <laughs> mine's slow sometimes, but you get it real fast. Now, healing sometimes will take a period of time. So don't ever give up when someone lays hands on you for healing in the name of Jesus. Don't ever give up and think, well, I'm not healed. I don't feel it's different. Well, that's the problem. You're going by feelings and not by faith. You've got to continue on believing. You've got to receive. You've got to believe that it took place. And I've got to believe that I can go and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So that's the commission of the church, to go do that. Uh, that's great. Well, back to Acts chapter one, uh, 3 now. We have Peter and John. They did that. They were commissioned to go and to heal the sick. And that's what they did. And I, everybody got all excited. I mean, they, they threw them a big parade. No, they didn't. <laughs> the religious leaders came and said, uh, no, you can't do that. Uh, no matter what you do, we can't have that because you're disrupting our religion. Now, I want you to uh, do this, Peter and John. I want you to, uh, well, I want you to make sure that you won't ever preach or teach in, in this name again, this name of Jesus. You can't do that anymore. So, what the problem was, they had a problem with the religious leaders of that day. And threats were thrown at them. And boy, did they... I tell you, it, it's amazing that people just don't understand what's going on. Uh, remember, they, they went back to their church, their gathering, and began to pray in uh, chapter 4 of Acts, and in verse 23 and following, and then they raised up their voice, and, and they all in one accord. And, and in verse 29, Now, Lord... Look on their threats. They've threatened us now. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. In other words, you take care of the threats, you give us the boldness. <laughs> to do it more, Lord, to do it more. Uh, by stretching out your hand to heal and signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Hallelujah. So you take care of the threats, and we're going to continue to do what you've called us to do. And boy, did I run into that as a pastor. As a pastor, for sure, I ran into it. Uh, you know, we, we sometimes use anointing oil you know, to anoint people for healing and all. And I'd put it up on the pulpit. Of the, and the next thing you know, I'd come the next Sunday and it was gone. 
Well, I put another one up there on the pulpit, and then next Sunday it was gone. And people got upset about me praying for healing of people at the altar. And they went to the district superintendent, and he came to me and said, Frank, you've got to stop this. You've got to stop this healing business. You cannot preach on healing anymore. Well, what did, uh, what did these uh, d- disciples do? is that they continued to do what God called them to do, right? Well, that's what I did. The next Sunday, I got up and preached on healing. Because you've got to obey the Lord. I do submit to the authority over me, but when it comes against God's Word, I cannot do that. I have to obey God. He's my ultimate authority. So, yes, there will be people who will get upset. The religious people of the day will get upset in your church. They will not understand, and they will try to stop it. But you continue to do it no matter what, and you'll be blessed because of it. Hallelujah. Well, so, now, you remember uh, back in uh, when I read in uh, Matthew 10, uh, verse 8, it told the disciples, disciples, <laughs> told the, I hear my voice, Lord. <mwah> told the disciples, you know, to go heal the sick. You know, freely you have been given, freely give. Remember that now, because you see, freely you have been given. Freely you have been given the, the commission. Freely you have been given the power of the Holy Spirit to minister. Freely you have been given. Now what are you going to do with it? Freely you're going to go give it. I found out that the more I give, the more I receive in the power of the Spirit of the living God. You know, we use the Scripture, give and it shall be given unto you and all that. And we consider that to be money all the time. Well, you can use it for that, but I believe in this case is that if I freely give of the power of the Holy Spirit that's in me, then I can be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit with more power to freely more give. Hallelujah. So don't just be filled up with the Spirit and next thing you know you're bubbling over and you're not doing anything with it. Go give it. Go give it. Hallelujah. So that's what they did. They freely were given it, and we are to freely give. They freely received, now we are to freely give. Now, listen, this, this past week, I, um, anybody look at Facebook? Yeah, uh, I don't like that thing sometimes myself, but I actually don't put anything on there. I just answer people. <laughs> and a friend of mine, she put on there she was having hip problems and uh, needed hip surgery and all this kind of stuff and uh, so therefore that's an opportunity for me to freely give of what I know to be true uh, turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 12 is what I started out with Hebrews chapter 12 This is one thing I like to do. I like to get into the Word. I mean, 
it's, it's, it just blesses me every time I open up the Word. And I find new things all the time But the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. This is when I sent her. Looking unto Jesus. You see, you can look unto your ailment, and you can feel your ailment, but you've got to look unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's what it's all about. I'm not going to have faith if I'm looking unto my ailment. My ailment is not going to give me faith. No, it's going to destroy my faith. But if I look unto Jesus, He's the author and finisher of my faith. Therefore, I can have faith enough to overcome this ailment that I may be dealing with in my body. Hallelujah. So, the next scripture was Proverbs chapter 4. I'm getting there. Proverbs chapter 4. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I can quote this, but we're going to read it anyway. Proverbs chapter 4, starting with verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. I can, I can, I'm saying it that way. I can hear my heavenly Father saying, "All right, son, give attention to my words." You know, stern voice. <laughs> Would you pay attention to what I'm going to say? To you know, we may we, we may listen, but sometimes we don't pay attention. That's a big difference. You may hear something, but we don't. Oh, incline your ear to my sayings. In other words, put everything aside. Listen, a client. I'm going to. I'm going to listen with your spiritual ears. You've got to hear with the spiritual. You've got to hear what I'm going to say to you. Do not let them depart from your eyes. It is very important sometimes to keep this word literally before your eyes. Because you see, everything else in the world is before your eyes. And what are your eyes? Your eyes are the gate into your very being. That's where you take things in. Hallelujah. So I'm going to look at this. Oh, I'm going to keep it and keep it in the midst of my heart. That's where, that's my very existence, my very spirit of being. For out of it, no, no, for for they are life. What? The words of God, they are life and health to my flesh. My flesh is the problem. Therefore, I need to have something to heal my flesh so that I can go and be the church out in the world today. So I've got to have that take place. Uh, I also found a, another word for health is medicine. Uh, I, I do take a, a low-grade high blood pressure medicine. And, and I take it just a, a once a week. No. Uh, most medicines that you take, you're going to take it at least daily. And so, therefore, you don't just come and partake of the Word 
where the preacher preached a nice sermon Sunday, and I really took that in. That will last me a whole week. Hmm. No, it ought to get you to Monday. Now, what are you going to do on Monday? You've got to keep it fresh before you every single day. You're going to take the medicine of God's Word to bring health into you, to bring His health into you. Hallelujah. So that's what you got to do. Now, that's what I was trying to tell this girl about the hip. You've got to get to the Word of God. So now, let me share with you the four scriptures that God gave me when I got struck down with gout. Okay? Let me quote them to you. Here's the first one. In Psalm 103, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. His is benefit package. He forgives all my iniquities. Oh, all of them. He's already forgiven them. He heals all my diseases. All of them. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good. Now also, for my interpretation that I have found out, He satisfies my old age with good so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. So therefore, I'm renewed every day because He's satisfying me with His good. Hallelujah. Now, the next, next scripture, Isaiah 53, 5, talking about Jesus. He was wounded for my transgressions. This is what He did on the cross. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement for my peace and we need that when we're going through some kind of ailment, don't you? The chastisement for my peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. I make it personal. By his stripes I am healed. And then in Matthew eight seventeen, he took my infirmities and he bore my sicknesses. Well, if he took them, why am I taking them? That's my logic. I take, my mathematical brain gets in there and I look at it logically. And why should I have to have it if he already took it? It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong in the temple of God. Not at all. And then, last but not least, 1 Peter 2.24, who bore my sins in his body on the tree, that I being dead to sin might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes I was healed. Oh, well. Oh, that brings new light. On the cross, I was saved. I received that March of 1974. On the cross, I was healed. So therefore, I need to receive what He's already done. My part is to receive and to believe that He did it for me. Amen. And I want you to know He did it for you. 
He came to heal you and set you free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So I'm encouraging you today to get into the Word and meditate on the Word of God. Let it become a part of you. Speak it to yourself. Speak it to your ailment. Speak it to the one who's trying to destroy you, the devil himself. And say, no, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I receive my healing in Jesus' name. You have to speak it out. Say it forth. And walk in it every single day. I thank Him that I'm walking in His health. Because that's what we as a church need to present to the people out there in the world today. They are hurting in all areas of their life. So I encourage you. Let me pray for you to go and be the healing of Jesus to the world. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now that everyone that's watching will go forth and be the healing that Jesus has called them to be. Father, we thank you for giving us the power of the Holy Spirit to go. And in that power, we're going and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They may not understand what's going on, but we do. And we're going to stand by them, walk with them until they're fully recovered. We're going to even believe for miracles. Father, we thank you that it's being done because it's already done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.